the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are four different Masses for Christmas. The Mass of Christmas Eve, which speaks of the event in the future. Midnight Mass is called the Angel's Mass. The long-standing tradition is that Christ was born at midnight. And so the Mass at midnight is not a vigil Mass. It doesn't speak of the birth about to happen. It speaks of the mystery as though it's unfolding. In the morning is the Shepherd's Mass, and then the Mass of the day, the King's Mass. We read this glorious prologue of St. John's Gospel, which many a theologian understand as what the Blessed Virgin Mary said about her son to St. John, who was the one under whose roof she found lodging after our Lord was crucified, died, rose, and ascended into heaven. The archangel Gabriel appeared to her nine months before he was born and said that he would rule forever. That he truly would be the son of God. And how many times does sacred scripture speak of Our Lady reflecting on all these things in her heart? What's actually remarkable about the things referred to as that which Our Lady kept in her heart is that the words are precious few. It's not as though Our Lord gave her a complete text to read and to memorize. He trusted that this perfect creature with an undimmed intellect and the perfect soul would be able to reflect on a few words from an angel, a few words from St. Joseph, a few words from her cousin Elizabeth, a few words from the shepherds, a few words from the three wise men. And she would knit it together as the church's greatest theologian, just as her son was knit together in her womb. Among those words spoken to her by the shepherds from the angels, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men of goodwill. Our Lord has come to save everyone, to rescue every soul, but not everyone will receive his peace. When our Lord sends the apostles out to preach, to expel demons, to cure the sick, He sends them out as he was sent, not as a magician, but as one who actually wields the power of God, which every human soul can thwart if they choose. He told them to go into a home and to extend to them 
peace. And if they were peaceful people, they would receive it. The precondition for receiving this peace from God is that we already desire peace. The precondition for receiving this message from angels and saints and evangelists and apostles and martyrs is that we desire the truth to change our lives and to guide our path. Last week, Catholic News Agency printed an article about all the many former Catholics, especially those who leave in their late teenage years or as young adults. That's not news. What was news was their having been interviewed, at least a great number of them. Yielding the observation that most of them who left later on had already decided to do so by age 10 or 13. And the overwhelming reason for doing so is that the faith seemed incompatible with science. And so we celebrate a great mystery which, if not true, is utterly boring and mediocre. An interesting birth to a couple in a cave caused a stir, some shepherd nearby, and some significant people from far away came to visit. It's not even an interesting fable unless it's actually true. Which begs the question, why do people celebrate it if they don't believe it? Think in truth about what this event is. This baby caused suffering for his mother from the moment he was conceived. From the moment he was born, anyone who knew him was under threat of death. His parents had to flee into exile. And a number of children were murdered because of him. In fact, there's nothing simply nice about this story. It's not something you can just simply like. It's actually only interesting. It's actually only worthwhile if it's true. Ironically, whether it be non-Christians or people who are Christian in name only, the, the, the favorite part of this holy day or holiday for them are the things that actually have nothing to do with the birth of Christ and are the things that are most unscientific and obviously made up. So I encourage everyone who's young and curious, ask all of your questions. 
If you're young and mischievous, ask your older relatives, why do they believe this? Why do they believe the words of St. John? And if you're young and doubtful, or middle-aged and doubtful, force someone, someone obviously intelligent, to explain how all of this, how Christ and his church and its teachings and its sacraments make sense, because it does. But if we simply decide to be nice little boys and girls, we eventually become non-believers because we are afraid to ask. We're afraid it might not make sense because we've been told a lot of other stuff that wasn't true. Truth be told, science can't exist without the Christian God. There is no scientific method unless there is an almighty God who is consistent and benevolent. There's no point running scientific experiments unless you know that the same input yields the same output that presumes consistency in the universe. And if God is fickle, or if there is no God, there's no science But today we don't just celebrate science, and we don't even just celebrate an actual historical event. Today we celebrate the intrusion of heaven into earth in its visible form. We fall in love with God, who is invisible, through his taking on flesh of the Blessed Virgin Mary, becoming one of us, not just to brighten our day, but to suffer with us to die and to redeem those who want to be saved. He's born in a manger. Might be a cave, might be a stable. Probably it's a cave where there were animals. If we want to read contradiction into this, we can do it into anything. He's born in the town of Bethlehem, which means house of bread. And we are about to consume him under the appearance of bread. But what is actually the same body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, as was born 2016 plus three or four years ago. Again, people want to be the kind who reject John because he doesn't drink and call Christ a drunkard because he does drink. And we say, aha, they're wrong. The calendar's wrong. We started counting the years since Christ was born in the second century. So being off by three or four actually is pretty good. And apparently as of this year, even computers in China will be counting the years since Christ was born. Everyone acknowledges that the focal point of human history is this moment that we celebrate 
the visible entrance of God into the world, Jesus Christ. If it were simply a fable, we could get angry at people for not believing it. Come on, just go along with it. It's just a story. You have to believe it. No, we regard it as truth and a difficult truth. And so we we understand people who don't believe. It takes effort for us to believe because it's work like every kind of knowledge. And for those who have done the work, not just of knowing what happened and knowing about it, but who realize that he came in order to save me from my sins, which means in order to be happy for his presence, I need to acknowledge that I'm a sinner. It's those of us who have, it's the droves who have been coming to confessions over the last weeks who are most peaceful and most joyous this holy morning. The homily of Pope St. Leo the Great that the church put on the lips of every priest and nun and every person who reads the divine office, especially the office of readings, bids us, dearly beloved, today our Savior is born, let us rejoice. Sadness should have no place on the birthday of life, The fear of death has been swallowed up. Life brings us joy with the promise of eternal happiness. No one is shut out from this joy. All share the same reason for rejoicing. Our Lord, victor over sin and death, finding no man free from sin, came to free us all. Let the saint rejoice as he sees the palm of victory at hand. Let the sinner be glad as he receives the offer of forgiveness. Let the pagan take courage as he is summoned to life. And so as we treat this as the truth to be celebrated, when we honor him as the truth to be worshipped and adored, We are not surprised that there are those who don't yet conform their entire life to this mystery, who are not only fascinated by it, but love it. And in fact, in their own words, wish it were true. Do not push them away today. Bring them closer and celebrate that all of the world acknowledges this holy birth. Merry Christmas. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.